0: well good afternoon samuel it's good to be in the studio and <laughs> it's good to uh, to have you here uh, on 105.1 life fm bendigo's positive choice and this is Ark church and this is a reasonable christianity's segment on sunday afternoons how are you
1: i am really well how are you leader
0: i am very well as well
1: Praise. now
0: we've Jesus. got <laughs> we've got a, a uh, an interesting question that we're going to look at over the next couple of weeks. Yes, um, We're talking about the Sabbath. We've had some, um, a bit of interesting discussions with uh, with people wanting to know what does the Sabbath mean to the New Testament believers? We, as in the church now, we are New Testament believers. So how should we actually be viewing the Sabbath?
1: Yeah, very uh, fantastic question uh, that we've got to uh, look at because, you know, for all the um, things that we, uh, we discuss as, uh, as uh, New Testament believers, you, know, you will always find that there are places where uh, different views uh, are shared uh, in relation to uh, what does the, the Bible say about uh, you know, topics like this and, and how should the New Testament believers uh, consider this. Now, I was going to actually uh, ask if, if you if you, got, if you got your Bible uh, with you uh, we, can, we can start, I think, uh, the first place to start when we're talking about the Sabbath is to collect uh, what I call biblical data. So you've got to go biblical data, because if we, you know, we're talking about Sabbath uh, to do with the New Testament believers. So uh, how about we start by collecting the biblical data? And so the first place to start uh, is to go to the book of Genesis, so let's, let's read the Bible. Uh, let's read the Bible. we got to go to the book of Genesis where uh, the instructions about the Sabbath is given. Now, if, if you have your Bible open, um, I'm just trying to open mine right here. And um, uh, depending on which version you're using, uh, I'm going to uh, pick up uh, NIV. And so we're reading Genesis chapter 1 and you know this is the creation story everybody knows um the the story of the creation in the beginning uh god created the heavens and earth and uh, so we're going through the days of creation and um so when you get to toward verse 30 uh 31 i'm actually let's go We're actually looking at Genesis chapter 2, because verse 31 tells you the story of the creation of man in the sixth day. And we go to Genesis chapter 2 from verse 2, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. And so the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because of it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So I've just read Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, which basically tells us the very beginning of the concept of Sabbath. And so uh, this is where you start, and this is where you get uh, the establishment of Sabbath. Um, God rested on the seventh day. And now if you take from there, let's turn to uh, Exodus I uh, will turn to Exodus chapter 20. Uh, Exodus chapter 20. Uh, you've got your Bibles because our listeners uh, are Bible lovers. So Exodus chapter 20, we're reading from verse 8. Uh, sometimes, you know, I, I always say never read the Bible verse. Um, now this is the Lord giving the Ten Commandments. Uh, the Ten Commandments uh, were given to the children of Israel after they'd come out of the land of slavery. And here is the Lord giving the Ten Commandments. Commandment number four uh, is this um, Genesis, uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 8, uh, all the way to 11. We shall read Remember the Sabbath day and by keeping it holy. You remember Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord. On it you shall, do not, you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son nor your daughter nor your male or female servant nor your animal nor any foreigner residing in your town. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth the seas and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed Sabbath day and made it holy. Have you just noticed that? Yes. Yes. So you can notice here that the commandment to observe the Sabbath uh, here is a direct reference to God's work of creation. And Mm -hmm. so God rests Genesis chapter 2 verse 2. God worked six days and he rested on the seventh day. And he told the children of Israel, you ought to set apart, which is to make holy. Set apart um, the day, a uh, seventh day of the week. And that day is a holy day unto the Lord. So it is the Sabbath. So I want to start by saying that when you're reading the text, you can see the direct connection. This Sabbath is observed because it's the sabbath of creation does that make mm-hmm. sense this yeah. is because of the creation of the world and god's rest on the sabbath it is the reason why god instituted that the children of israel will rest on this day and so that's the first point uh, to make which means you know it universally uh, as long as god created then the sabbath must be uh, observed uh, from a creation story point of view but i want then to go because i'm establishing here i want to say it ahead of time so that everybody knows where i'm headed uh, that you find right there in the old testament that there are two kinds of sabbath that are observed i mean not two kind of sabbath but two meanings sabbath doesn't just simply have the meaning of the creation story uh, right, still in the Old Testament, God established the second meaning of Sabbath. You with me? Yeah. So there are the first meaning is the rest from the creation work, and that's why God yes. instituted it. But there's a second meaning of the Sabbath that most people don't talk about, and it's it's quite an obvious one. But you know, most people don't really think about it. And I'm going to give you that one here, so you will see as as I gather this thought. Uh, you know, where does the you know, New Testament believers sit? And so if you go to Deuteronomy chapter 5, there's another anybody who's ever done the work on the text on Sabbath should be able to know this text because you would have read Es I could give you a lot of texts on Sabbaths, but these ones I'm giving I think makes my point a lot more directly so that you know we can sort of look at that. Now, uh, so I'm in Deuteronomy chapter 5, and I'm reading from verse 12. Uh, all the way to verse 15. So read this with me. Remember, this is Moses giving his, uh, his instructions. It's Deuteronomy is always considered as though it was a repeat of the instructions given in uh, Exodus and, and Leviticus. So you get some of those instructions being repeated uh, in the book of Deuteronomy. So when we're reading Deuteronomy chapter 5 from verse 12, Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor, and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do not, you shall not do any work. Neither you nor your son nor your daughter, uh, just a moment, I've lost my my train of. Where I am, okay, bear with me there, okay. So getting back, um, but on the Sabbath day, it it is a Sabbath to the Lord. On it, you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, nor your donkey, or any of your animals or any foreigner residing in your town, so that your male and female servant may rest as you do. Verse 15, remember that you were a slave in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of the air with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. Did you see that? Yeah. So Moses is establishing here that yes, you observe the Sabbath because of creation but also you will observe the Sabbath because of redemption. You see that? He's just told them, remember that you were slaves in Egypt, that the Lord redeemed you. The Lord brought you out of Egypt, out of there, with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commended you. Therefore, tells you that, okay, for this reason, for this reason, the Lord has commanded you to observe the Sabbath. So, you've been commanded to observe the Sabbath because of creation and the Sabbath because of redemption. Okay? Yep. Those are the two points I want everybody to bear in mind, based on the text we've read, and we will take it further as we go.
0: Okay, so we'll expand on that particular thought process and, uh, and those two points um, straight after this lovely piece of music on Life FM. You're listening to one hundred and five point one Life FM, Bendigo's positive choice. And today, on uh, on our chat with Q and and A with Samuel, uh, we're talking about the Sabbath. And Samuel, you um, you are showing us through the biblical texts that you have uh, um, have read out that there are two aspects um, that God is is sort of. Uh, talked about as as part of the sabbath There's first the sabbath of creation that we found in genesis where god rested after the work of creation yep. and then the second was the the sabbath of redemption yes um that after god took the people um, of israel out of egypt out of yes. slavery then then uh, he wanted them to celebrate or to to um observe a, a day of rest yes. as part of remembering that he had basically redeemed them from that slavery and had brought them into freedom.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. So this is extremely important to establish because um, then you can see that, uh, you know, the meaning of Sabbath uh, is why Sabbath is there. You know, something can't exist without its meaning. You know, there is a purpose. The purpose of Sabbath was, uh, you know, first to celebrate, to rest because of God's creation. And the secondary or another meaning of Sabbath is to celebrate God's redemption. And these are very fundamental in understanding of Sabbath because otherwise somebody will have to devoid the Sabbath from its original meaning and to try and then to establish just simply a, a, you know, a celebration of a day. Uh, but you know, what's the celebration of a day if it is not because of the meaning of what that day carries? Does that make sense? You know, people yeah, celebrate days because of whatever the meaning of that day. It could be, you know, some particular event that happened in a, in the history of a nation. And so then it's not just simply because it happened on a Thursday, that's why Thursday we're doing, or because it happened on a Tuesday. Now there's a, a meaning, uh, so that, that meaning, as long as it's sustained, that's why. So... The seventh-day Sabbath, or Shabbat, as the Jews would say it, Shabbat was because of God's work of creation, he rested, and because of God's work of redemption. That's why the Jews celebrated Shabbat. Now, Mm. um, and so once we've established that, which is a good, strong point to establish, I want to jump quickly to uh, the New Testament. And there's there's a text in, in, in the New Testament where, uh, the new testament believers the, the writer of the book of hebrews he is actually giving some solid meaning um in in terms of his exhortation uh, to the new testament believers that the hebrews this letter is written to hebrews <clears throat> uh, pardon me it seems it should be he- obvious but basically is writing to the hebrew christians Okay, he's right into yes. the so believers. so
0: these these are
1: yeah these are Jews. The Jews, they're then come to yeah. and so he's taking uh, what is interesting about the book of Hebrews, and they've always you know scholars, most scholars recognize that even though the writer of the book of Hebrews doesn't enunciate who he is, like you know most of the you know Paul's letter says Paul you know servant of Christ or apostle of Jesus. But, you know, when it comes to the book of Hebrews, it does not, no one enunciates, but most scholars recognize that the level of knowledge and the depth of knowledge of the, you know, Hebra, Hebraic laws, uh, the knowledge of the meaning uh, of, of, of the text, uh, you know, the New Testament, that is displayed by the writer of the book of Hebrews and the stylistic uh, that is used, most people recognize that it would have been Apostle Paul. Now yeah. there's a debate among scholars about this, so I'm not going to jump into that that, that particular one. But what, whatever we say, we have to recognize that the writer of the book of Hebrews knew really well the Tanakh. It does know really well the Torah, the Nevim, and the Ketuvim. It really does. That's what I mean by Tanakh. So the law, the prophet, and the or the writings. And so let's read. Um, let's say we're going to read uh Hebrews um chapter 3 and we're going to read it from verse 7. It's a long reading, but I think uh, from uh you know verse 7 all the way to chapter 4 uh, to verse 11. So It's a long reading, but let's let's read it. Um so the the NIV titles this warning against unbelief. So let's 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 read. So as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. As you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness where your ancestors tested and tried me, though for 40 years they saw what I did. That is why I was angry with that generation. I said their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. So I declare on oath in my anger, they shall never enter My rest. Okay? Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ. If indeed we hold our original conviction firm to the very end, as it has been said, it has just been said today. If you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion. Who were they who heard and uh, rebelled? Sorry, or rebelled. Um, My English gets in the way from time to time. Were they not all those? Moses led out of Egypt and with whom was he angry for forty years was it not with those who sinned whose bodies perished in the wilderness and to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest if not to those who disobeyed so we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief We chapter 4 Verse one, therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stand, let us be careful that none of you be proud to have fallen short of it. For we also have heard the good news proclaimed to us just as they did, but the message they heard was, not, was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Now, we who have believed... Enter the rest, just as God said. So I declare on a in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day God rested from his works. And again, in the passage above, he has said, They shall never enter my rest. Therefore, Since it still remained for some to enter that rest, since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, and in the passage already quoted, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Verse 8. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very long reading, but it gives you really good context. that The people who had been gotten out of Egypt, God had promised them a rest. They had to enter the land that flowed honey and milk as a promise of God for them to rest from the bondage and the slavery they had found themselves in in the land of Egypt. You see what I mean? And so he promised them that he will lead them into his rest. And these people got to a place called Kadesh Barnea. And uh, I hope I've pronounced that, uh, that correctly. And when they were at Kadesh, there they rebelled against Moses. You know, this is the episode after the spies were sent. Uh, into uh, uh, into the, the land, and so yeah. God therefore saw that that generation will not enter His rest; they will not enter Canaan. And you know you can even go further; even Moses didn't enter the land. Uh, because, you know, he got upset and angry and he struck the, the, the rock instead of speaking to the rock as per God's instructions. But here, you know, the writer of Hebrews is making the case to the other Jews that he's writing to that he, our ancestors never entered the rest. They didn't enter God's rest. They didn't get enter into the land uh, because of their disobedience. They did not mix the word that they had heard with faith. They didn't believe. These people didn't believe that God took them out of Egypt to take them into the good uh, and beautiful land. And so they angered God and said, well, in that case, this generation is not entering in there. And so then the writer of Hebrews goes on further than to give the meaning to us New Testament believers to say, well, even if Joshua had gotten them into the land, then, you know, the Holy Spirit would not have said through David that, you know, that they shall enter my rest. And so it's because there is a greater rest, a greater redemption that was promised. And that greater redemption would become therefore the Sabbath that was actually ultimately promised. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And yeah. so the history of the children of Israel and the greater redemption that the that Jesus would then ushering is the finality of this Sabbath. So, you know, just I'm not, at this point, I'm talking about the meaning of the Sabbath. I'm not talking about the day. Uh, we're not talking about the day yet. Uh, we'll talk about the day uh, later on. I just want to make the point about the fact that we have here um, the, uh, the the meaning of Sabbath. So, I hope that our listeners so far, I've seen, I've taken them. Uh, to understand the meaning of the Sabbath. We talk about, you know, the day, you know, why it's Saturday, why it's Sunday. We talk about that, uh, you know, at, at some stage, but the meaning must be established. Redemption is what the writer of the book of Hebrews is insisting on here.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll come back and we'll just discuss uh, that just a little bit further, dig a little deeper uh, with Samuel um, after this song. So you're listening to 105.1 life fm bendigo's positive choice and uh samuel we're talking about the sabbath and you've uh, been expanding on what it means what it means to us as uh, as new testament believers what it meant to the jews um, after they were taken out of captivity um, and and what god was saying about Really, uh, about a rest, about that time of rest, the the Jews were wandering in the desert for forty years and uh, and they never came into a place of rest, uh, which is is part of what the, the Sabbath is saying to us as well, so mm. we as Christians uh, are we looking at um, you know the, the the point of resting uh, that Sabbath of creation which, um, which God entered into that time of rest, yeah. or the redemptive uh aspect of the sabbath that because yeah. he has rescued his people mm. um that we we now celebrate the sel- the, the sabbath as part of that redemption that god yeah. has bought yeah.
1: i think um you, you'll find that that the two uh go together i have said sort of whenever i i do this kind of uh you know study I, I like to dig a bit more and find extra evidence of the things that I, I want to make, the point I want to make here. And, 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 I, and I want to take a, a little step uh, into the Hebrew language. Are you with me? So I'm going to take a bit of a step into Hebrew, Hebrew language for a second. And mm-hmm. um, and because I want to make the point that both Sabbath of creation and Sabbath of redemption were already encoded within the Hebraic language, even if the Jews themselves didn't actually know it or didn't understand it. Uh, okay, so I don't know if, if uh, most of our listeners are acquainted with the Hebrew language. The Hebrew language has got about 22, uh, 22 letters and it's mostly a consonant uh, sort of uh, language. You know, you've got um, the first letter of Hebrews is Halef, we know that, and the second letter is Bet, and then you've got Gimel, you've got Dalit, uh, so you can go. You know a, a, every letter there.
0: In, in fact, we call our
1: you know our our uh, you know the letters we use for for our languages today. We call them alphabet. Uh, it's like Aleph, you know, turned into Greek Alpha, and then um, then you've got Bet, uh, which is so Alpha is the first letter of of the of the Hebrew language and you know hebrew the hebrew language is a pictorial language yep yeah? it's it's like, like uh, the egyptian you know uh, pictorial uh writing as it used to be because this you know ancient near eastern languages you know are mostly pictorial hmm. and so if you go and look at the word shabbat yeah shabbat the word yep. shabbat is because Hebrew is a consonant-driven uh, um, uh, alphabet letter, uh, you get uh, you know, three letters in Shabbat, yeah? Uh, are you still following, leader? you're following?
0: Yeah, so what okay. are the three letters?
1: So the three letters <laughs> is the letter S, okay?
0: Yeah.
1: Which is, yep. in Hebrew, yep. is the letter Shin, it's called Shin, and then you've got the letter Bet, okay and then you've got the letter tav okay so shabbat is shin Bet tav and you know just talking about you know when we say bet you know when they say bethlehem bethlehem uh it means bet house and lehem bread okay bethlehem uh, the house of bread, for example. Just just give, give a bit of a, a, an example there. Now, the sign or the drawing or the picture for Aleph, yeah, as an example to make my case for how the Hebrew language works, is the head of an ox, right? Okay. Are you with me? It's the head of an ox. What it means is strength. It means leader, yeah? That's what Aleph yep. means. Whereas the letter the bet means house or in, you know. And the symbol is a sign of a little tent, you know, a little nomadic tent or a symbol, a sign, a drawing of a house. Okay. So that's that's the that's the picture for bet. And I can give you uh, you know, different um different uh you know, for example, uh the letter V. Uh, is a sign of a peg or of a nail. Now, I'm going to run quickly because the time we have uh, is to give you, for example, uh, another um, symbol. For example, the letter L in Hebrew is the, it's Lamed. Uh, It's like a shepherd hook. Yeah? You know, like when a shepherd, yeah, it's a shepherd hook. Yeah, the shepherd crook. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. get a bit of a little hook uh, for the shepherd, which is, the, 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 the meaning is a staff. You know, your, your staff and rod comfort me. Uh, it's the, the meaning is God or the control uh, or again, toward. Now, um, so having said that, in Hebrews, you can combine, yeah, you can combine two letters to get a meaning. I'll give you an example. If you take Lamed and put it with together with Alf, uh, Aleph. So Lamed and Aleph, remember Lamed is a sign of, uh, it's a hook, it's a staff or yeah. sense of control uh, to be in control, in charge. And uh, Aleph is the head of a hoax, which means a leader. So if you put Lamed and Aleph together, you have basically the meaning is strong leader. A strong leader, you write Lemed and Aleph, and so it's actually the sign and the symbol uses for the, used for the name of God, okay, which means strong and and a strength, and it is used two hundred and fifty times in the Tanakh, okay. Just just to give you an example, I'll give you another one. If you take Bet and Aleph, so you put Bet first. little picture of a little tent
0: of the the house yeah.
1: yes and then you put aleph next to it what you get is the strength of the house right Mm. the strength of the house so that's what you get and that is the meaning is the father the father is the strength of the house you get what i'm saying yes okay now so i would just it's it's like giving a a quick crash course on your understanding of the hebrew language now quickly uh, let me then go back to the letter that forms our Shabbat, Shabbat, which is Shin, Bet, and Tav. When you, you look at the letter Shin, the symbol of Shin is like a little uh, sort of, it's a soul, soul-like, um, like zigzag uh, type symbol. Uh, what it gives you the picture, it gives you the sense of eat, consume, or destroy yeah, those are the meaning. To, to chew on something, to crush, to press. It's like being put on the press, yeah? To press oh, on okay. something like you're chewing on something. Uh, yeah. to, to consume or to destroy. So those are those are the meaning of the word shin, of the letter shin. Now, we talked about bed, the house. You yeah, remember the house? Yeah. It is the house. And then at the end, you've got the letter tav. Tav is... The meaning of tav is a mark, a sign, a covenant, and the picture for tav, guess what it is? It is a little cross. Okay. It is a little cross. Okay. Okay. It is a little yeah. cross. Now, now, now let's let's now get get to the, the crunch of it, which is really I'm, you're gonna love this. You're gonna you're gonna like this. This is great. So when you put, uh, if you put shin and bet together,
0: yeah? Yeah, we're crushing the
1: house. No, 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 no. Is that what we're doing? No? No, 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 no. No? No, no, no. no. We're not crushing the house. When you put, um, you know, uh, Sheen and bet together, what you get is the toil, the press to return
0: home. Ah, press, okay. to yep. home. Home. Mm. Okay? Okay.
1: press to return yep. home. Okay,
0: okay,
1: yep, okay. And remember, Tav is a covenant. little sign of plus, which mm. means covenant, a press mm. to return home to the covenant.
0: Okay,
1: okay. Shabbat, every time we awesome. say Shabbat. It means awesome. <laughs> press <laughs> to return home to the covenant. So mm. it's, it's interesting when you're reading your Bible, uh, you can find the message of redemption. Even when, when God establishes the seventh day, it's Shabbat, yeah? He established Shabbat. Yeah. Right in the writing of Shabbat, there is already the coded message of returning home to the covenant. And this covenant is. None other than the cross. None other than the cross. So the sign, the symbol of this covenant, the setting of this covenant is the cross. Mm. So you return home through the cross to the covenant. And so Mm. God had set set, um, his people uh, to leave the rest because he created and he set Adam and Eve in a garden and he gave them rest they were in the rest they were not slave to anyone they were not slave to sin they were in his rest Hmm. so they sold themselves to slavery remember they sold themselves to slavery so then they became workers they became toilers you know and so they had left the lord's rest and he had to return back them back to his rest and his rest is the redemptive work of his rest. Mm. So you get and the rest of creation and the rest of redemption are the same rest. He's returning them to the original rest. Shabbat is pressed to return home to the covenant, which is through the cross. That is,
0: that is just beautiful. Isn't that amazing yeah. that that was there from the very beginning?
1: very beginning yes
0: it wasn't an afterthought it was already in place
1: it was already there and we, we will dig. we would we 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 dig more <laughs>
0: we will dig more okay we will dig more this is very exciting samuel we'll uh, we'll come back after this song and dig a little more you're listening to 105.1 life fm bendigo's positive choice and oh this has been really exciting it that <laughs> yeah. last bit where you were putting all the pictures together yeah. um you know i i obviously went completely down the wrong track but <laughs> <laughs> which was a bit of fun um but but showing the 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 three components of the word sabbath that's you know pressing yeah. home yeah. And, and returning to covenant, covenant through the cross the symbolism yeah. all of that just yeah. that yeah. was just beautiful it and awesome. um it, it makes us it, it actually makes me want to Study the the Jewish language just so yeah. that I can get to those nuances that are there. But that was uh, that was pretty special, Samuel.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. very I, special. I do actually always encourage, you know, other believers to at least, you know, at least interact with the original language within which these things were written. You you will find out things that you otherwise could not uh, find out just by reading the text that has been translated in English. Mm. So. Yeah. You know, interacting with the Hebrew languages. I encourage you know, Hebrew and great Greek. Uh, you know, you if you're a believer and you're reading the Bible, these days we've got all these resources everywhere. You can you know, I can recommend some some uh you know some websites that you can find. There is actually a website, Hebrews for Christians dot I think. Hebrews number four, Christians. Um, you know, basic stuff. You can start with the alphabet there, it's Hebrews for Christians. Uh, you know you don't have to go to a you know you know a you know a break institute or go to bible school you know or some you know you can start by just simply reading online so that that's I'd recommend Hebrews for Christians um as a site to to read you can start with the alphabet the sort of things are quite well explained uh and it's very simple and accessible so you can you can actually do that yep
0: yeah, yeah that would be a great thing to do.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. It gives you a lot of, you know, all the stuff that you otherwise couldn't have seen. And so, but I'm, I'm not saying that you know, everybody's just going to, you know, now all you want to understand about scripture is just simply by reading the Hebrews. No, I'm saying that the language will give you some extra insight. And, um. but just being able to Properly do your hermeneutic. Most mostly, the biblical text can be understood as you're reading it by looking at all the contours of the text, the text, the context. Uh, you know, the context immediate, context of the book, context of the cluster of books, and context of uh, the whole Bible. If you are a Bible student, and then us look at. Um, you know, the cultural context. So you need to go and read a bit more about the Jewish traditions um, of the time of Jesus and some of those traditions that are still being held up until now. I find a lot of, uh, you know, you, you, you will have a lot of depth if you study yeah. the Hebrew alphabet. Absolutely. There are no question asked. Okay.
0: Yeah, and all of that um, helps you to not take things out of context That's exactly and try and pl- plonk what happened two thousand year, years ago to what is happening in our culture now because
1: it's completely yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We we come from two yeah. different cultures, so you can see. Therefore, uh, the point I was making, you know, you know there's a, the great saying, uh, at least among the Christians, that the you know we are, the Old Testament is the shadow. Uh, and the New Testament is the full revelation of Christ. So, it's something quite quite extraordinary. Jesus used to say that you, you quote to me the law, but the Tanakh, the Old Tanakh, speaks about me. Yeah, that's, that's always Jesus' words. Like, you know, the entire Tanakh, the law, the prophet, and the writings speak about me. And so, you can basically find Jesus throughout throughout the Old Testament. Um, but, you know, the you know, uh, you know, Jewish people who are you know, you know, believers in, in um, Judaism start with the denial of Christ first. You know, they refuse to recognize uh, Christ, uh, and therefore they can't see him in there. Because even the Pharisees stood with, in front of Jesus there, and he explained to them the law. He explained to them the law and how it relates to him, and they just... They were deliberately refusing to see it. you know I'm even reminded of uh, when Jesus rises from the dead and he goes uh, he meets these uh, disciples who were on a way uh, on a walk to Emos. and and the what he did through the entire episode they're telling him the events you know he was a great man this happened that happened and the Bible says he walked with them through the Old Testament through the law. Yeah. Yeah. To show to them that the Son of Man had to die and rise from the dead, that like it is in the Old Testament that He had to die and rise from the dead. He did that with them throughout, and 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 and, and it's only after He done that, and then when He broke the bread with them, their eyes opened, and then they were, oh, it was the Lord, and He was gone. Mm-hmm. And so it was easy for them to, even having read the Old Testament, to miss the point. And so, any like I'm reading the, the you know the. Hebrew people, the Jews, they know they know how to write Shabbat. They, they say Shabbat Shalom every every Sabbath, right? Yeah. So, yeah. which means you know, <laughs> press, receive the peace, or press to return home through the covenant, where you shall receive the shalom. You get the shalom. You receive the shalom by pressing to return home through the covenant. That's where the shalom is. You're not going to get the shalom by toiling like a slave. The people who were in the desert, they didn't believe in the in the in the, in, in in the in the Sabbath. They didn't believe in the rest of God, and so they couldn't press to return. With the place where they were going was the home. That was the place where Abraham set you know he set the tents there. Mm, yeah. So when he sets them free. He's sending them back home yes all they needed was to press yeah. and to get home to trust him as the press to get back to the place where he set the covenant with abraham yes he told abraham i give you this yeah. land this is your land and your descendants will they will go into slavery, but they will return here. Why? Because he wanted the sin of the Canaanite and really gotten to the peak. So he wanted to judge the Canaanite so that and he will, you know, remove the Canaanite and give the land to uh Abraham's descendant. That's where God made the covenant with Abraham. It is there that Abraham offered Isaac. Isaac was there for the image of Christ being offered. That is yes. where the covenant was. And yes. these, these people knew when Moses showed up, he told them, uh, God told uh, uh, Moses, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Where did they live? Not in Egypt, not in slavery, not in bondage. He sets them free to get them to return to the land of covenant. And so all they need to do was to trust him and to press on. Yeah what happens they get in the desert they lose their faith this is why the writing of Hebrew says, let's let us not do this don't let, let's not be like them we have to press to the Shalom that you get from Shabbat mm. okay and so yeah. that is from the redemptive point but let me go back to the book of Genesis because I want to I want to get back there remember when Adam and Eve sell themselves into slavery right yeah they sell themselves in slavery, and when God shows up after they had actually, the slavery was the worst one because they had come to believe that God was evil. It's, the, like, it's like calling God the devil. Like the devil mm-hmm. said to them, I'm good, and God is the devil, and they accepted yeah, yeah. the proposition. Well, how can you say that? Well, because he told them God lied to you. Now, yeah. the devil is the father of lies, right? And, and, and God doesn't lie. God is the truth. He told them God lied to you. I'm telling you the truth. God lied. And so they sold themselves in slavery. Our time is quite constrained, so I've got to go fast. And so they sold themselves in slavery. When God comes, the first thing he asked, he asked Adam the question to try to see whether Adam could locate himself in relation to God and the covenant that God had set with him. Adam, where are you? Well, Adam thinks is I being asked the question of physical location. Well, now God sees everywhere. He knew where Adam was hiding. Adam's like, yeah. Well, I heard you coming and I went into hiding. Well, okay. Well, why are you hiding? Oh, well, I'm hiding because something that I used to have on me that I knew I used to have, I, it's just, it's departed. The cabal is departed. I'm naked. I'm, you know, I'm exposed. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Who told you that? Where did you get the information of you being naked? And he goes, "Well, he doesn't even say the devil showed up here and told me that you were evil, and so I believed him, therefore, no, no, he actually goes on to affirm that which the devil had told him that God was evil. How does he affirm it? The woman you gave me gave me the fruit, so you are the source of my trouble. you know you gave me the woman. she gave me the yeah. fruit. can you see the chain? yeah, and so fast forward." God is like, right, okay, woman, what happened? He's looking for somebody who can be take responsibility. The woman is like, well, the snake. But now God can't ask the snake a question. The snake is the arch, enemies, arch enemy of God. This, mm-hmm. this, 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 this creature, this angel, had just caused rebellion in heaven, and this angel had basically, you know, and God had not left a door for his repentance. There is, there's no repentance left for the devil to do, none. No. are you with me and so yeah, god yeah. is not going to ask him so god makes him a promise the promise of redemption he says to him the seed of the woman there's going to be enmity between you and the woman and the seed of the woman shall come you will bite his heel but he will crush
0: crush your head, your head. yes
1: that is the promise of the coming of the messiah promised right there at the outset for the redemption and the return to Shabbat, the covenant. Yes. So we're talking Genesis, we've not, not gone anywhere. I want to say to you, when a, a Christian looked at Shabbat, they need to ask themselves in their heart of heart, am I talking about Shabbat from the work of God in Christ? Or am I talking about Shabbat from the law of Moses that just simply people had to observe it? Is it creation and redemptive Sabbath I'm talking about? Because when God gives the law of Moses, he tells them you're observing the Sabbath because of the creative work and the redemptive work. Not just because the law, just obey it. Get some rest for your own physical flesh. There's a meaning to that. And so the question was asked, how should the Christian understand the meaning of Shabbat? So I thought, let's do the biblical study first. And when we come next time, we can delve into the question of days and everything else. So Shabbat is creation and redemption, return, press to return to the covenant, return home by the means of the covenant, which is through the cross.
0: Mm, that's absolutely beautiful. All right, well, we'll look forward to next week uh, when we talk about those sort of um, what day, which day, do we have a day, that sort of thing. But uh, uh, we'll come back next week and continue with this subject. So thank you, Samuel, for uh, for today's uh, program, and we look forward to catching up with you again next week.
1: Absolutely a pleasure. Thank you, Alida.
0: No worries. Catch you then.
1: Bye.